The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Okie fucking dokie, Giants freaks. Uh, all the 7,000 of you who turned up to the Gold Coast game last week, or perhaps the 2,500, 25,000 of you who are members according to the Giants website, this podcast revolution is now live. Well, we're talking live, but of course you won't hear us live, but that doesn't matter because we're not televised. But all 7,000 of you, you are very welcome to this, the pilot episode of Never Surrender by the Squinters, the only and therefore undeniably the best unauthorised, fan-produced podcast backing either Greater Western Sydney Giants Aussie Rules Team or the Giants or Greater Western Sydney or GWS. Every week, immediately after every Giants footy match or perhaps every Sunday evening, that's a bit of a TBA, we the Squinters will get together via voice over internet protocol to review the game, the issues of the week, previews the Giants' next match and talk about anything else that begs being talked about. Uh, I did a cursory web 160 second into search last week and there's no shtick like our shtick anywhere online so sure if you want insider giants chat you can listen to phil davis wax philosophical on footy phil or dylan buckley take the piss from a slightly less first grade but still inside the club angle on dill's mates and both those podcasts are officially endorsed by the squinners but if you want your giant speculation and banter more organic more enthusiastic, more biased, less filtered, and definitely less informed, Never Surrender is your only option. But at least now, you have an option. Never Surrender is brought to you by us, the squinters. We are a ragtag bunch of pharmacists, doctors, lawyers, and accountants of various, mostly less than whelming footballing ability who found each other while playing at Sydney University Australian National Football Club in the very early years of this century. And we'll be interchanging the podcast team for the rest of this year. We actually don't even have a WhatsApp group, just a squinters-centric Facebook message thread set up by Cheese in May 2018. And we've all come to the Giants by different paths at various times, but we are now, all of us, invested in orange, white and charcoal glory, and we are giving our Facebook banter to you. And so because this is the first pilot, it is absolutely entirely appropriate, Coco, that you are the first selection because to me you are the spiritual heart and soul of the squinters you were as far as i know the first to start squinting in support of the giants and that was many many years ago when they were in the needful and now as president of the texas giants posse you were patching in from fucking dallas texas usa where it is about 8 a.m today having seen some of the game that started at 4 20 to 5 in your morning is that correct yeah, mate, the uh, bounce was at 4.40 a.m. <laughs> That's a strong start, an outstanding commitment, Coco. So before we get to the review of the game, which you'll notice I'm not mentioning yet, can you give our masses of fans already your Giants origin story, like your footy roots, your footy skills, uh, and how and why you became a Giants fan? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and thank you for the intro, Needles. It is great to be here on the inaugural podcast. Absolutely, the pilot. Um, this is where the glory the begins. This is where the glory yes, begins. Exactly. Um, so for me and a few in the group too, I've got Canberra origins. Um, so grew up playing for the mighty West Canberra Magpies, um, which then merged with the Belconnen Magpies at an under 18 level. Still um, mighty. So still mighty. Um, and for me, so Monica Oval for me, obviously down in Canberra is a real uh, spiritual home. Um, and then moved up to Sydney 
in for uni. Um, obviously hated the Swans with their boring style of play throughout the Paul Roos coach 2000s and, and sort of, you know, lost for a Aussie rules team. Um, my family wasn't Aussie rules focused. Um, when I was growing up, we were obviously all about the bad and mean green machine. Oh, um, were we all? When did you start playing, <laughs> when did you start playing Aussie rules? Um, I played, started playing in high school in like year eight or nine or something like that. That's yep. what, all, what everyone was doing. Likewise. Few years after the last uh, Raiders Premiership, nineteen ninety four. Well, actually, just a quick sidebar: you might have missed it in um, Texas, but uh, the Raiders are killing it at the moment. They are I know, up and we're about. back, mate. Yeah. Anyway, Raiders, Raiders, Giants for the Premiership double. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and then, um, as you mentioned, sort of a needful fan of the Giants because um, we played a lot of footy, played for Sydney Uni, obviously, and we played a lot of Blacktown International Sports Park, uh, that great facility. The BISP. In, yeah, the BISP, um, which is an awesome facility and a great ground to play on, especially when you're playing like you know, sort of suburban Sydney footy. Yeah. Um, so that was brilliant. So we shared that ground um, with the Giants through 2011, the NEFL year. So most of our pre-game talks was around what Izzy was doing that week. Um, and and we, we used to cover the whiteboard in um, plans for Izzy, um, hoping that the Giants boys would actually see them the following day when they were playing. So, um, yeah, so since then, sort of been on board with the Giants and they came in a perfect time for us. And a lot of the, I think Canberra, you know, you can get, if, if you didn't come from an Aussie rule supporting family, um, you know, sort of came in at the perfect time for a lot of the people. And I think Sydney Uni as well, as you mentioned, a lot of us played at Sydney Uni. I think the Giants um, and a lot no, of we those battled. Guys, we battled at Sydney Uni, Sydney Uni we, battlers. Exactly, mate. Um, and I think a lot, of the, a lot of the blokes we played with, you know, didn't come from traditional... I mean, as they're trying to do throughout New South Wales, mate, non-traditional pathways to the game. So we were ready for a new club to support. Well, you were wearing the hat before anyone else. You were talking them. You were on board very early doors. Yeah, mate. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I, I missed. Did you actually, have an epiphany? I, I, was there an epiphany that that sort of said, "Oh yeah, I'm Giants"? Nah, mate. Just really, honestly, it, it would have been playing at Blacktown. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that was still. I mean, that year they still had Izzy, and I think they had like, um, you know, Dill Shield was on then and Jezza. Um, they were, you know, they were they, they played that year, didn't they, in the NEFL 2011? Yeah. Yep. Um, but I don't have any merch from when it was because the initial colours were red, white, and blue. Is that right? Yeah, right back. I don't oh, have wow. any of that merch, unfortunately. God, that'd cost a fortune. It'd <laughs> <you, laughs> be worth every cent. It'd be mint now, right? <laughs> okay. Um, well, then I suppose that the only the final question is, um, how would you describe your own footballing skills, and what's your favourite position? Um, obviously, favourite position, uh, deep in defence, um, trying to avoid one-on-one -on -one contests and try and uh, get some time and space down back and distribute uh, to some of the runners on the wing. Excellent. Lovely. Um, <laughs> and do you have a one sentence, a one sentence on the lost opportunity of 2016? Mate, it was... Um, just before three-quarter time, that run down in the prelim, that run down um, tackle, I can't, I can't remember who it was, um, ran down that Bulldogs player 
got him holding the ball cold, wasn't called, kicked up and they kicked a goal. I reckon that's what got him home, mate. That's what I dream about. Far out. I remember that. I hadn't thought about that since then. Yeah. That's, what, that's what it was, mate. It was that one, that one, that one play. Very evocative. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, before we move on to the, the disappointing footballing review, I'll quickly give mine. I'm uh, probably one of the oldest in the, uh, in the squinters, but I also grew up in Canberra. My spiritual home is Sterling Oval as I played for the Western Creek Wildcats, <laughs> where we won the premiership in 1995, which was the year after the Raiders won their <laughs> last premiership in 1994. Um, but I, was, I came from a reasonably Aussie rule supporting family. My mum went for St Kilda, my dad went for Geelong, and my brother went for Brisbane. And this was mid-90s, so none of those teams were ever going to win premierships or ever going to go close. So I decided to go for Fremantle and because we were going to have a lot of purple glory and that really seemed to work never uh, until 2015 when they made the premiership kicked eight goals 16 and four out of the full and lost by 19 points to Hawthorne Um, and there was a moment when I think it was 2014 I was certainly I was watching you guys with amusement and sort of and support about how you're all you're all getting into the Giants and you're being, you were acting like you appeared to be proper fans and authentic fans. And I was, you know, watching you and playing footy with you and appreciating the work you're putting in. Uh, But there was a moment in 2014 when Fremantle played the Giants and it was at Perth. And we interrupt this podcast with a short message from Squinters HQ. Needles the silly prick has got his facts wrong. Uh, Fremantle played in the grand final in 2013 where they fucked it up and he had his epiphany where he decided he was off the Dockers and onto the Giants halfway through 2014. We also apologise for the sound quality. We're working on it, but this is a two-bit operation. Thank you. Back to the pod. I was watching the game and the, the bit inside of you that you can't control wasn't in my brain. It was sort of just above my solar plexus. That dropped every time Fremantle scored a goal and it rose every time the Giants scored a goal, which means I realised that I was obviously a Giants fan, despite myself. And in a way, happy to be so, because orange is my favourite colour, the Giants have great players and we're going to win a premiership very shortly, and at least they play in Canberra now and then, so I can still get dressed up in the orange and go out and watch them. Obviously, they haven't won a premiership yet. I have a feeling that this year could be their... Could be. I think they're a good shout for a flag this year. I think we've had our Bob Murphy moment with Callum Ward earlier on, but even still, uh, my favourite position, half-back flank, ball user, not a ball getter. As long as I don't have to tackle or get tackled, um, everyone will have a lovely time. I'm going to go now to the second quarter, and the second quarter of this podcast is, I thought we would be much more cock-a-hoop when we talked about the game that's just happened, the Giants played Adelaide at Adelaide. The penalty count was 24-7, and they did not get up. You were watching it for very early in the morning. What do you reckon? Yeah, mate. Um, we didn't get over the line, but I don't think it's all doom and gloom for the boys this week. Um, I think teams have been successful when they've been able to slow us down. And I think that's been the number one strategy team use, teams use against the mighty squinters to slow down that orange tsunami. 
but I thought, and I think Leon has actually been coaching the boys in a more tempo footy for the last month. And I know people are upset when we um, took our foot off the throat of Carlton and Melbourne. Melbourne? Foot off the throat? We went and sat in the deck chairs. Yeah. No, who'd we played the week before Melbourne, though? Carlton. Carlton by a million points and then Melbourne and then Gold Coast. Yes. And I think in those games, though... You know, he, he. I think Leon's trying to get the boys to play a bit of tempo because um, we're going to need it right in the finals. I mean, we can't just have Zachy Williams, you know, running forty meters and distributing um, in the finals. So I think I think they're trying to play a bit more tempo style, which I think is sort of working right. And games like that, Adelaide jumped us early. We were trying to, and I think tempo kept us in it. You know, for three quarters, we had a, that third quarter was good. Um, and then we just needed to be able to change gears. We sort of took it away from Adelaide a little bit, played it, I mean, not on our regular terms, but on the terms we were trying to go for. Um, but then we just couldn't change gears in the last, you know, and there was a couple, like you said before, you know, um, Hugh Greenwood, mate, out of nowhere, you yeah. know, text got going, um, and then Rory Sloan took that mark. So they got the moments in the last quarter. But I think, you know, I, I think that style is going to hold us hold up for us in um, in September. I mean, we're going to have to play that style at some at some stages, but we need to be able to change gears as well. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think that's actually a really good analysis. Um, it did seem to me that a few of our better players were beaten. I think Mumford got done by their young ruckman, mate. Yeah, fairly Mummy. easily. Um, and Zach Williams, everyone thinks he's fast, but and he's a Narendra boy from New Denelquin, which is New Denelquin. Yep. Therefore, he's almost I'm, you know, he and I are practically. Yeah, mate, he's one of yours. Yeah, uh, but he isn't as fast as I, as everyone thinks he is. I don't think he's a good yeah. kick and he can distribute, but he people run away from him fairly easily. And yeah, no well, one that's the defensive running, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, fair enough. Um, and no one. Uh, there wasn't a lot of constructive marking apart from that third quarter. Otherwise, it was hat kicks or hopeful snaps and, and scrimmage ball. Yeah. Do you, what do you think, mate? I think their zone in the back half, because I mean, our blokes have been so dangerous up front, haven't they? You know, um, Cameron, you know, Big Dorsal, um, Harry Himmelberg's been awesome, and obviously Stormy Daniels is a superstar. But is you um, Big I Dorsal, think... is that Jeremy Finlayson? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Sorry, I should have known. But <laughs> and Stormy, uh, yeah. I'll, what I might do is I might interpret for for the um, ten thousand listeners. I'll interpret that that's Stormy Daniels is Caleb Daniels. <laughs> is Brett Daniels? Brett is Brett Daniels. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who's Caleb Daniels? He's the little bloke that plays for. Um, oh, that's football. right, Caleb. Yeah, he is too. <laughs> No, no wonder you gave me so much shit on the Facebook. I could totally miss that. <laughs> yeah. I was um, distracted. Yeah, I, but I think that's the thing. When, when they can get us like bombing forward, um, I think that's where we struggle. Um, and they did that. And they, I mean, you know, well done to them. They managed to sort of zone us off and kept those guys pretty quiet. And we've been having some pretty big weeks lately. So, um, but how we can break down the zone. Yeah, I think, get well, once Whitfield comes back, I think Whitfield's actually key this year. Whitfield and Kelly, the more I watch Kelly, I know he's a great player, but he's not a big unit, but my God, his skills are yeah. un, impossibly clean. 
Yeah, oh, mate, I think Whitfield is better though. I think he's our best player. Yeah, I agree. Or most valuable player, or whatever you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, well, there's a lot of chat about that. Uh, Brett, uh, a bloke on AFL.com. What's his face? Brett Barrett. Uh, he reckons Toby Green's the most important player, but he just hasn't been able to get back up to speed. Yeah. To be the most important player. Yeah, I mean, if I thought I picked the Giants this week, I thought they were going to win. I and if they did win, I thought they were real. I could really begin to think that they were giving themselves every chance at making a premiership. Um, yeah. But I want them to finish top two because yeah. to go down to the MCG and play a preliminary final at the MCG. The only game I want them playing at the MCG is the grand final. Yes. Yeah, that's what worries me, Needles, is <laughs> that in the, like, we, we've, we have a good, I mean, we can't just get that momentum rolling, mate. Like, we always win, like, we look a million bucks to win three, four in a row, and then it's the, we always drop a game, you know? Yep. Like, that loss to Freo. I mean, Freo are a good side this year. And, like, Good-ish. the Hawks, we thought we, we thought we had it won before we went down there, you know? And so it's like, we dropped these games, and we're going to end up third or fourth. And then, like you said, mate, we've got to play the MCG a couple times. That might even end up being... You know, we might have to play in Geelong or in um, Perth or something. Yeah, it's going to make it hard for us, mate. We got we need that top two finish. Very much so. I mean, every team needs a top two finish. Yes. Um, but and I, I feel that there is more steel in the Giants this year. There's more maturity and ability to take the hard matches. That game against Geelong in Geelong, where they come back from four games down, was was really important. But yeah, uh, games have to be won, and and we need. I really want to have. I mean. The beauty of footy is it's the losses that make it so exciting because if you just won everything, it'd be boring. But yeah. it is... They need to be winning most games. Yeah. I th- um, well, let me just go because we were going to also have one of our teammates, the Bartman, uh, he was going to come in, but apparently he's having a massive night in the country in Victoria and he's not sober enough to properly contribute to the pod, so we've benched him. But he's just put on a few messages on the Facebook group. My takeaway is one... Don't really care we lost. We played well enough in patches. Well, okay, I care, but fair enough. Two, big game for them. Three, less so for us, so we'll be okay. Trying to stay positive. Very much so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I look, disappointing outcome. Obviously, every loss is disappointing, particularly when they were looking so good in the third quarter. Uh, I mean, I, I just want to raise the penalty count 24-6. That's not... The, the game I was watching, Giants weren't cheating that much compared to Adelaide. Yeah. And Luke Darcy says that's what makes our game so great. And was, does, by that, did he mean... I heard that. Is because umpires are so obviously, not biased, but so obviously influenced by crowds? Is that what he means? Is that what makes a game great, that umpires aren't neutral? Well, despite yeah, themselves. that was an interesting comment too. He did say, he did go on to say that it's so parochial. Yeah. But like, that's well, bullshit. I don't know, mate, if that is a good... Yeah, I agree. So I'm not sure that is a great thing that you go to Adelaide and you end up that far off the penalty count. Because that, to me, you know, it was a close game. It would have been even closer if that was uh, straightened up a bit. Yeah, I mean, Cam Edison-Elbin, um, he elbowed my Zach Williams in the face and raised away Williamson. Canberra boy, by the way, came from Canberra, um, said, oh, mate, sorry, no, look, I saw outsider. that. It was, it was an accident. Well, if I push someone in the back by accident, is that not a penalty? Because yeah. it was an accident. I mean, it's, he elbowed him in the face. It's a penalty. <laughs> um, I, 
I didn't I didn't appreciate when um, Tess fell over, you know, going against oh. um, Phil Davis when it was coming out. And I think Davis took the mark, and you yeah. heard the umpire on the on the mic saying, "Sorry, Taylor." Yeah. You know, I don't think you need to apologise for to him that he fell over and didn't get a free kick. Well, um, yeah, I mean, if yeah. if you know that you you haven't got the guts to blow the whistle, don't say anything. <laughs> Although uh, for Razor Ray, thought he had a good moment in the last quarter um, when. They were, the boys were getting into a few fisticuffs on the goal line. And he was saying, did you hear him say to Phil Davis, that's not how you roll, Phil. Really? How do you roll? <laughs> <laughs> right, Phil, go philosophical. Just relax, mate. <laughs> Far out. I mean, he injected. Yeah, I, the thing is, I, I appreciate him because he's mental. But I, I do like the fact that he, he puts himself into the game and there is some sort of character except when he doesn't give the Giants enough penalties. Yeah. How yeah. the Bartman's got some more game summary. Uh, they needed it more than us, and it showed. So a lack of ruthlessness is a trait we need to fix. I don't know if you can... You can train to kick. I don't know if you can train to be ruthless. Anyway, uh, but I'm not despondent about how we played or how we went about it. Well, that's good. Eddie Betts is a hero, and Tex is a flog. He played it by himself. Jason was good. Quiet night from Himmelberg. Mar boy... That might be how young people speak. M-A-B-O-I. Hayne continues to display all Australian features. I just want to say, Nicholas, Nick Haynes is a genius. Yeah, Desi Haynes, mate. He is so good. He is so good. Um, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Fitz and, and French Fox XXX almost coming to blows. Bloodshed, so I have to go. Righto. Thanks, Bartman. Uh, hope no one... I hope you're having a lovely night. Uh, yeah, Nick Haynes, have you have you heard his interview on the Footy Phil? Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, he's like he's a he's a Frankston boy. Gave yes. up the game, took yes. up um, and became a professional uh, skimboarder. Yeah, skimboarder. Yeah. Just he's and he, and he went into the game as a forward and then came out to a backman. He's not a revelation, but he's better than he was last year. And last year was outstanding. Yeah. He's, um, you'd love to hear some press about some of these blokes, wouldn't you, out there? Um, but hopefully, you know, and they're starting to talk about him, but they'll start talking again when he's nearly out of contract. That, yeah. Well, the first two and a half quarters, he was extraordinary. Yeah, the contract thing. Well, and we'll get to contracts in a little bit. All right. Well, look, we'll put we'll, we'll put the Adelaide game away. That's one, one and done. Uh, we'll now go to eight and four, and we might drop to sixth or fifth, but Brisbane lost as well, so... Uh, we might. I think we'd probably be good to stay in the top four because we've got a decent percentage. Um, yep. Next game, we'll, we'll review next week's game, which is on Sunday at 3.20pm in Hobart. So for you, I actually think it's not poor timing. It's about 11... No, that's 12. Oh, it's a half past 12, 12 is it? 12.30, yeah. 12.30 in the morning. Yep. So what do you prefer? Late start, late, late finishes or early starts? Early start, I believe. Oh, okay. The strategy, the strategy will be um, phone off, watch the replay, you know, without knowing the score on Sunday morning. Very sensible. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'd just yeah. be rude. Um, but North yeah. Melbourne, they they've got their two games in a row now. They got up against Gold Coast reasonably easily, playing them at Metricon, and now they're going to their other home ground of Blundstone Arena in Hobart, the windiest oval in the world. Your thoughts? Graveyard slot, so it's not prime TV, but it'll certainly be on Canberra television. No, well, 
for the Giants, we are great at bouncing back, and we don't often lose two in a row. Um, I would have, if we won today, I would have thought oh, it's a danger game. Um, Is that right? See, I'm, I'm the, the other way. Right, okay. No, I think we go better. Now, Leon will, you know, get it up the boys at training this week. You know, they'll get flogged, and then they'll come out, you know, breathing fire. And I think for North, we never seem to have close games with them. Either, what, you know, we'll either flog them or they'll flog us, I think is how it generally goes. And so I think it works for us. That sort of, we've got something to prove now. North, they won that last game for Brad Scott, now a couple under Reshaw, so they're, um, you know, they're feeling good about themselves, and we're going to come out. They're actually three on the bounce so, now, aren't they, North? Or is it, yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, three, mate. But you never know, Heath Shaw could be a bit of a uh, sleeper cell for North, too. <laughs> you know he, you know he's a signed-up member at North? No. Oh, because his, yeah, uh, his brother signed him up. His brother That's a great shout, by the way. Well played, Reese. Yeah, Mate, I love this. His, his, his brother asked him to use his credit card to buy a present for his wife so she wouldn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, it's tremendous. <laughs> so he sends him the credit card details and he signed him up as a North member. So, so you, As soon as I read that, you immediately start thinking, I'm going to have to fucking do that. That's a really good idea. Uh, so good, mate. Love that. Yeah. And love the, um, obviously love the Shaw boys. So, yeah, no, I think... Well, I don't know. I'm always confident, but I think we'll be right. Yeah, I think so too. I was just thinking about it then. I mean, I look at it, North are good enough. North are a good enough team that maybe, well, obviously I'm still a little bit hesitant, but I think we've just got too much talent class all yeah. over the ground and, for them. Um, and yeah. North, they, they don't play, like they're not a heavy zone side either. So they, you know, generally play a faster style of footy which you know and i don't think teams don't really get on top of us in a fast game for a shootout you know we, we've got the talent for that i think the sides that have beaten us have been like well drilled you know stick to the zone that sort of stuff. yeah which which goes back to you we need to make sure that we need to be able to crack the zone i mean how are geelong doing it i don't know just giving it to ablett or giving it to dangerfield whatever geelong are doing is working um, yeah, exactly. Their bottom six, which used to be their Achilles heel, is that no longer. Okay, so we'll... we'll... They used to have a bottom 18. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll, we'll give the Giants the game at North Melbourne. We're both reasonably confident. Always. Rate it out of 10, your confidence. Um, I would say... Nine, actually. Right, I'm nowhere near that, but maybe I'm less positive. I'll probably be a seven, oh, a warming seven, uh, just just to see how both teams come out with injuries. Obviously, Lockie Whitfield's out, and the sooner he gets back, he's yeah. better. And Toby Green hurt his knee, and you know, play two, miss one. Um, Mate, how's his how's his bod? Do you know? No, I don't. I really wish uh, Bubs is on the pod to let us know, but it, it's obviously rooted because he can barely, he can't, he he can't string. You know, Brett Delio's played more games than he has. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's he has all these pre-seasons off and then comes back still crocked. Oh, that's yeah. not a criticism. It's just it's a real shame because he was throwing himself at every single ball and he made All-Australian. But he does seem to get hurt easy now yeah. or easier, which is which is a shame for football, uh, the Giants and me. Yeah, I am with you on that, Needles. Mm. Um, what I love, though, is how people talk about rebuilding someone's whole body. 
rather than Dan Hanbury style. Dan Hanbury style. So is that what we need to do for Toby? I mean, they've been dealing with his, you know, soft tissue injuries and his broken toes and stuff. But is it time to just do the full Toby Green body if, rebuild? If, if put that's him in the now a job? thing, <laughs> if there's things like I at 37 and nearly 38, I would put my hand up for a full body <laughs> rebuild if they're going anywhere. If you could do that on the internet or something, or there's a YouTube vid because. I tried playing ten, no, I tried playing golf a month and a half ago and barely made it around nine holes. So a full body rebuild, let alone table tennis, um, <laughs> is well in my alley. And hopefully Toby will do one, let us know, and we can all get on board. Uh, all because... I'm saying to the conditioning staff, mate, let's just do a little four to six, six week full body rebuild, Toby. It's a bit up. of a wait though. Now you mention it, we're just going to rebuild his body. No, no, no. We're going <laughs> to give him, we're going to make him do weights on his knee. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm, I'm calling it now, mate. I can just give him a month, no footy, just full body rebuild, top to toe, up to, up to the, up to the fringe and then back down again. <laughs> Maybe get those yeah. tips back again he had a few years ago. I don't know what's going yeah. to take. Well, that'll be part of the rebuild, I guess. You don't <laughs> you don't leave it out. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, that's that's North Melbourne next week. We look forward to it. Um, hopefully, I'll be much more perky. I, now I understand it. When I, I listen to another pod that two guys do, and they are supporting teams who don't win very much at the moment, and it's called um, Two Guys One Cup with Will Anderson and. Charlie Clawson, yes, and Charlie Charlie supports the Kilda, and Will Anderson supports the Bulldogs, and I, I I really like it. I enjoy listening to it, but I sort of you know oh, they're so depressed again. I completely understand. Yeah, like it, you you know the last well you sort of want to talk about it, but it's much better to talk about it post win. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Although, um, right. although as uh, Ian Morgan's uh, pumping up the Pommies tyres in the World Cup, you know. You either win or you learn. Well, absolutely. Well, failing is learning. You know, <laughs> that, and that's, that's the thing. Um, we'll move on to the fourth quarter. This is the last quarter. We're calling it play on at all costs. And what that means, it's an open forum. You can raise whatever issue or gossip that we haven't covered in the issues of the week or that you want to talk about. And Coco, I'm going to ask you about a, a message that you put on the, on the thread a couple of days ago. And it was... I would, Cogs, I would donate a nut to get Cogs to resign. Now, when you wrote resign, I think you missed out a hyphen. <laughs> and did you mean resign? Because I can understand donating one of your plums to get Cogs to resign, but to get him out of the, out of the club that quickly. <laughs> it was, it was actually just my... And which, which plum, left or right? Um, wait, one hangs lower, but which one do you keep? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Well, actually, to, to be fair, mine are, mine are now purely decorative, so um, you can have mine instead. I'll give you one of mine. You give it to Cogs. He resigns or resigns, yeah. and away we go. Mate, so you just take the low-hanging fruit? That's the question. But yeah, the low-hanging one's the big one. Um, so just in case. There was actually, I have to say... Cogs, I mean, he's done so much for us, and he is a superstar, you know. Amazing. They, he's, I mean, he, he's, he's, in the second quarter, he was the only one who was running really hard. Yeah. I, I love that he takes those little steps, too. Um, yeah. Did you see, at one stage, actually, in the, I think it was the third quarter on the wing, it was, um, 
it was just sort of coming out of a pack, but he came out backwards and and he had like four or five steps and the bloke the, the bloke was running forwards at him and he couldn't catch him. So he was going backwards for five steps as hard as someone going forwards. Yeah, right. Um but I would is, like him I would like him to resign as well. <laughs> um I got I gotta say though, there was one question mark, actually a pretty reasonable question mark on Cogs' performance tonight. Um, and this is probably the right time. And I don't know if this actually, what sort of effect this had on the result in the end. Um, but you know, on the coverage, they do the players playlist. Oh yes. The music, the music mate. And a quarter time, you know, it wasn't a great start for us. He only kicked up one tin tam in the first quarter. Um, but they had Stephen Canelio, one of his tracks and it was, um, Unfortunately, by Coldplay, and it was yellow. So, oh. I mean, I'm not really sure if he wasn't was... even born. I know when mate. yellow came out. That's the question, mate. Where, where, I mean, how did he get there? I mean, is, did he did he come Jesus in by the scientist? <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been head full of stars couldn't have started him off, and then he had to no, no, no. Viva La Vida. He would have been in primary oh. or high school or something like okay. that. Viva La Vida. Yeah. Man, I'm not sure, Jeez. though, digging back through the archives and then thinking about, you know, what sort of gets you going. And you can really say, no, no, I much prefer Coldplay's old stuff better than the new stuff. <laughs> fucking get I, the I, fuck out of here. I heard Canigli. that your boy, your boy, Zachy Williams, listens to Drake pre-game. And that's, that's not surprised. Of, that's more the zone we need to be in. He looks like the kind of guy who would. Mind you, I was listening to a pod. Harry Hilberg, he wears a brand of shoe and clothing called Off-White. Have you heard of Off-White? Of course, mate. 1500 bucks a shoe. Mate, worth every cent. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, yeah, but... So, at the start of the season, apparently, Coniglio, he was 75-25 to re-sign. Um, yep. no, re-sign. Recommit to the Giants. Now that word's in my head, I can't get it right. Um, and then Barrett, a couple of weeks ago, said it was like 51-49. Leon is, Leon Cameron, the coach, is reasonably confident, but yeah. he thought it was going to be done by end of May. It's now June. What do you reckon? Yeah, mate, he'll sign. No dramas there. Absolutely. As vice. Where else, where else is he going to win three flags in the next four years? Well, I mean, and there you go. That's a question. And Western Australia is a shithole, so why would you go home? Um, <laughs> Hawthorne, apparently. Hawthorne and Geelong are both going to make big plays, I think. Yeah, mate, they, of course they will. They'll mm. all come, mate. No dramas there. I would too if I was any other club. Likewise. Yeah. I mean, that, um, and this is the problem. It's going to be every year. Like you get, you get really, really good picks, but there are going to be so many weapons who are just coming up, and you can't keep them all. But, no. But we can't win without them all, I sort of feel like. Yeah, no, but I think this season... The uh, rising tide, I believe, has set us um, set us in a good position for this year because it's all about, you know, you, you need blokes to play above themselves, which teams like Hawthorne did and were so successful, you know, because they got blokes that, you know, no one else thought were that great and all of a sudden they're superstars. Yeah. And so we've had this year the improvement from the rank and file yeah. squinters. Isaac, been awesome, Isaac Cummings mate. and Harry Perryman. He's... Cummings has been Perryman. Yeah, Did exactly. His nickname? Lason, Petrol. Mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, and, that's, and then you, 
Well, um, Sammy Taylor. Who was the guy who took the great mark the from from the Central Coast? Lloyd. And, yeah, yeah, Lloydy, mate, the chippy. Yeah, um, my only thing is Sam Reed, who I've interviewed previously and is a diabetic. He never seems like he's got lots of time on the ball. Sam Reed. Um, <laughs> he he's a role player, but I don't know that. I'm surprised he's still in. To be fair, I'm saying there's got to be some players who are better than him. I'm enjoying him more um, this year. Of actually, I, I, he's been one that I've been um, thought that he was on the way out the last couple of years. But this year, I think he's been great. He's had his best year, and I think he does better with a role like that, you know. And I mean, obviously, Dusty's been awesome, you know, tagging in the guts. But yeah. Sam Reed, he's been really strong, giving him a role um, forward or back. Yeah, well, even Heath Shaw now, he, he goes to the most dangerous small forward, so he's almost turned Love into a, a key defender. Yeah, just such a good footballer. Um, okay, well, that's good. Uh, Coco thinks Cogs re-signing, re-committing, fucking Jesus, <laughs> he, uh, which is excellent, very good news, and maybe he might do that. I'll just do two years and with an option for the rest of recorded time, a bit like Kelly, but I don't care as long as he just does two years, that's fine, that suits me. Um the final question I've got for you is Indigenous jumpers. Did you see him over the past two weeks? Yeah, mate. Loved them. Uh, yeah, they were wonderful. Uh, you didn't happen to buy one of the ones that were auctioned, did you? No, mate. I would have obviously gone for the number 16, Stormy Daniels. Um, wouldn't I, I wouldn't have fit you anything. necessarily. I think you and he <laughs> are slightly different body shapes. <laughs> nah, so, I was uh, going to buy Dylan Buckley's till he was 176 centimetres and 76 kilos and... Awesome. I don't think I would have fit it. Then I was thinking Adam Tomlinson, but um, he might leave at the end of this year. So Yeah, mate, there wouldn't have been any stains on his jersey. No. Oh, he had blood stains this time. He was wearing some decent <laughs> decent stuff around his head. Um, all right. Well, look, just, in, just uh, for the listeners, if anyone did buy, there were two options of the jumpers that were worn over the past couple of weeks. If anyone bought one, uh, I will buy it off you because I forgot to do it both times over the past fortnight, so it's disappointing, and it was a really, really good jumper. Um, that's the final thing I'll say. Do you have anything else you need to you need to uh, play on with at all costs? Yeah, mate. Um, next year, would love to see some of the Indigenous designs on the shorts as well as the jerseys. I'd love to see yeah. a club go from that for the full look. As you are, you talking AFL wide? We're we're mentioning. Yeah, yeah, for the AFL round. Because I mean, they do a brilliant job, right? And all the jerseys are awesome. I love yes. Indigenous rounds and yep. I love how they do it. And I love the like, the jerseys are awesome, every club's. Um, but I'd love to see a club do shorts as well as a jersey. That's a really good idea. Well, <laughs> yeah, or socks. The whole thing. Just go from the top to thing, toe. Top to toe, yeah. Well, and they do the boots, you know. A, lot, a few blokes do the boots and stuff. But I'd love to see it top to toe. Um, speaking of Indigenous, the, the Indigenous issues probably raise and. If you get to see in the next week and a half, I'm not sure if it'll come to Dallas, the um, Adam Goods movie that's being yeah, released. Um, make sure you come and talk about it next time you're on the pod because I haven't seen it, but there, it's people are really beginning to talk about it and everyone has seen it early doors, like Zach Williams um, and Phil Davis were talking about just one like horrifically wonderful in a way that it's there's no polemic in it there's no uh it just uses footage and sound of what happened at the time to hold the proverbial mirror on where we are and what we think about it it's only in 2015 mind you that's only four years ago and yeah, the afl's mate, come yeah. out and said oh this was awful and we'll never do it again I, that's not that long ago 
um, and the bloke was handed out of the game and everyone knew it was racist and everyone, a lot of people were being racist and no one said anything and those who did didn't say it hard enough, quick enough. Yeah, mate, I agree. I say this without seeing the movie, mind you, but I'm really looking forward to getting getting a look at it. Mate, I would love to see I'm it. I'm going to be so depressed. Let's do, let's do another pod on it. Mate, let's do a special edition. That's not about, yeah, actually. I'll see if I can record it. Although I don't have a VHS player anymore. I don't know how you record stuff on television. Um, yeah, I've got to figure out how I can get it over here. Too. Yeah. Oh, you probably burn it. There'll be some tech genius. Not yeah. in the squinters, mind you. He'll be able to get it across to you. Right, yeah, well, that, that'll be a, well, we might, that would actually be, if Bartman is sober and some other people, um, that would be an interesting discussion point. Because yeah. I remember that quite clearly. And yeah, absolutely. I've still got a video of the 2012 grand final, despite your, you know, you don't like the Swans, that was one of the best grand finals I've ever seen. Um, yeah. And he was outstanding. It was brilliant, mate, with that PCL busted in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, righto, well, that's it. Um so this is we'll, we can wrap it up now. We'll by saying you know, giants never surrender, and that's the point. If I've actually set up a an email, so if we get fan mail from anyone outside the Squinning Crew, it's never surrender pod at gmail dot com, and then we will answer all your questions in the next podcast. Uh, your Saturday is just about to start, Coco. That's it, mate. You have a very nice day. Don't work too hard. Is it, is it beginning to warm up in Texas? Yeah, mate, it's hot as hell here already. Right, well, we had our first frost this week in Canberra, so um, <laughs> you enjoy the barbecue chicken. Yeah, mate, I will do, and all the best, um, and all the best for the, your youngest daughter and birthday celebrations. Yeah, it should be a lovely day. Uh, my wife is, it's now 20 to 12. She has been cooking and preparing food since 20 past seven. Uh, just came in and showed me the cake. It looks very, 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 very good. Uh, it looks like a Jeremy Cameron drop punt. Um, <laughs> mate, I'd get down a Tuggeron to have a slice of that. That's a reference. Uh, all right, mate, I'll talk to you later and we'll come back next time bigger and better on Never Surrender by the Squinners. All the best needles, Never Surrender. <laughs>